Welcome to another edition of The Greater Work, the audio outreach of Christ Worker Ministries. Listen in as experienced employee and minister, Sean Gibson brings biblical insights to help you worship God both in and with your labor. Now, let's get to work. I'm Sean Gibson, and this is the Greater Work Podcast. Over the next several episodes, we're going to discuss something that can impact all of us from one time or another in our career. We're talking about sexual temptation. Now, this entire series will be kept in the context of what the Bible says about handling sexual temptation for both the single and the married individual. In today's work environment, we work in teams of people that include both men and women. Even if we work alone, chances are that we will interact with members of the opposite sex from time to time. One study that I ran across said that 85% of all affairs begin in the workplace, with 73% of those affairs being rooted initially in an emotional affair. According to another study published in Forbes magazine, it was reported that nearly 20% of those in a committed relationship have in fact cheated with a co-worker. This same report also said that 44% of those involved in the study knew of someone that was actively involved in an extramarital affair. Even more alarming than that, 18% of employees polled would engage in a hookup with a coworker without needing a formal relationship. Again, this message is not focused just on men. It also includes women. One survey revealed that 45% of men and 35% of women had confessed to being unfaithful to their spouse with someone in the workplace with either an emotional or even a physical affair. That last survey is interesting because it discusses affairs as being either emotional, but not physical, or just physical. When Jesus discussed sexual purity with his co-workers, we call them the disciples, he said very clearly in Matthew 5, 28, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman, or in this case a man also, to lust after them, has already committed adultery with them in their heart. As believers and followers of Christ, we still retain the ability to be sexual. Now, we may be new creations in Christ Jesus, but God created sex, and regardless of how dirty the world may have made it, it is still his idea first. However, we do have boundaries in place for our sexuality that are in position for our protection, our family's benefit, and most importantly, to glorify God. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 18 through 20 says, Flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin that a man can commit is outside of his body. But he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is inside of you, whom you've received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God with your body. Again, If Jesus is the Lord of our life, we are to glorify God with our body and not use it or even our mind for fantasy for whatever sexual pleasure that it wants with whomever we want it with. Instead, as Paul the Apostle wrote in 1 Thessalonians 4, verses 3-5, through for it's God's will that you should be holy. You must abstain from sexual immorality, and each of you must know how to control their body in holiness and in honor, not instead in lustful passions like the Gentiles who don't know God. In this series, we're going to discuss not only what the Bible says about sex and our sexuality, but also how to maintain God's standard for our sex lives in places that we work in every day. 
We are going to discuss everything from work spouses, setting boundaries with members of the opposite sex, and even we're going to discuss things that the single folk are dealing with, maintaining their purity before marriage while working in a sexually charged work environment. Again, if you've fallen short of God's standards and keeping your sex life pure before God, listen to me, you're not alone. God can forgive you. You can live a pure life with the Holy Spirit. And in the words of Jesus, as he spoke to the woman who was actually caught in the act of adultery, John 8, 11, now go and sin no more. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the gift of our sexuality. We thank you for the responsibilities that you've entrusted with in the workplace. But sometimes those two things can clash. And when they do, very bad things can happen. So Father, right now, I pray for the one that's listening. And I pray for myself and everyone else. I pray that you would help all of us in our sex life. Help us to stay pure. Whether we're single, Father, help us to to retain that purity for the time that we say I do. And for those that are married, Father, I pray that you would help all of us to keep our eyes on the one that you've entrusted and given to us. Help us to love our spouse and help us to have a longing for them and not a longing for someone else. Father, I thank you for this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Greater Work, a Christ Worker Ministries podcast. The Greater Work is supported by hardworking listeners just like you. To learn more about Christ Worker Ministries and how you can become part of our growing outreach, visit ChristWorker.org.